minutes, lights out, and away we go. Be racing in a scooter racing league. When I'm Charlie's grandpa, and I just wouldn't have thought. And here comes Sebastian Vettel. He's neck and neck with Lewis Hello and welcome back to the Waff Pod. Plenty to talk about this week. Uh, we've just had a very exciting Grand Prix weekend and we're looking into one of the best races of the year, the Spa GP in Belgium. Mitch, how are you? I am really excited for this weekend. Couldn't I agree just more. think it is going to be one of the races of the the calendar. Yeah, I mean, everything, it's got all the makings of being an excellent race. I mean, coming off the back of a pretty good race weekend, um, I think there's a... There's definitely a lot that could go down this weekend, especially with the weather forecast we're looking at. I mean, the weather forecast is kind of looking a bit scary, to be honest. Pretty um, terrifying, considering what... Well, do you know what today is? It's actually um, that poor kid that died in F1 a few... A few F1, F4. F2. Was it F4? No, the was kid that Jules? died in F4. No, no, the kid that died in F4. Oh. What was his name? Oh, blanked already. Um, we spoke about it recently on the pod. We did. Was it anyway. six months ago? No, or? it was if that. It was only like four weeks ago, but it was his birthday today. Oh. Which is pretty scary. Tragic. Very, very tragic. Um, and I think that's just mainly one of the big talking points this weekend is drivers are well, they're quite worried about this weekend. If you haven't checked the radar, it is looking frightening for Spa. and Especially on that Saturday qualifying. Yeah, I think this will be the race weekend for Spa that will determine maybe if we get to Wait, keep it's it. it's not a sprint weekend, is it? You it don't is. know. I, I don't think it think... is. And um, if, it's a, if it's a sprint weekend, that's even scarier. Basically, it is, a, it is a sprint weekend. The radar this weekend is looking a, a bit similar to 2021. Um, mm. So th- there is the possibility of a cancelled race. However, due to it being a sprint weekend, we're guaranteed at least one. Yeah. Um, and then you have qualifying on the Friday. And I think uh, across all the days, they look pretty, looks pretty bad. Um, the, uh, the radar people will be working hard and the teams will be working hard this weekend. Yeah, it's quite scary. And I think as much as I hate to say it, there's just an awful feeling around this weekend. Like I feel like there's every chance that this could be the last Belgium GP that we see at Spa. There's, I think there's every chance. Um, but before we get into uh, this weekend, I think it's important to look back at the hung- Hungarian GP, which we just had, at the, obviously at the Hungara ring. Um, decent race. Uh, qualifying was excellent. Yeah, one qualifying. Of the, one of the best, if not the best qualifying session we've had this year. Um, Lewis Hamilton, what a guy. But apart from that, apart from his lap, just been incredible i think one thing that we really failed to take apart is just how close the times were from even p15 to p1 i think it was less than a second like it was all within about 0.5 of a second like that is just mental so i think one of the really exciting things about that is not just obviously that obviously as a race progresses we're seeing that one car is really dominant at the moment in the red bull but the fact that from p1 to p15 everyone was still able to set a really good lap. I think that's really, really exciting uh, to see that these regulations are starting to work and hopefully this distance that we're seeing in race pace will slowly but surely over the next few years of these regulations kick in will start to narrow and narrow and we're going to see some better racing and more race winners a year instead of Max Verstappen and Red Bull winning every race of the year. Max Verstappen moves to his seventh straight win and uh, Red Bull have won every race of the year so now they set the record for the most consecutive wins by a constructor. And uh, that was done this weekend to overtake McLaren, which I thought was pretty interesting and fitting, seeing that uh, obviously Lando Norris finished on the podium and then proceeded to break uh, Max Verstappen's trophy. Well, if you can't beat it, mate, 
you got to just destroy the oh, trophy. I thought you were going to say if you can't beat him, you join them because no. it looks like Lando Norris might be joining him next year. But um, No, I think Red Bull's dominance has almost been, uh, I guess, surprising to the fact of how dominant they've actually been. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I mean, last year I thought, wow, this car's amazing. Like, this is a rocket ship. Mm. And I really didn't think they would get much better from last year. And I know Ferrari have slightly regressed but i still think this year this red bull car has just blown the last one out of the water now and it's just a race base for me obviously after qualifying on saturday they came out and said that that was merely a result of uh the time in the wind tunnel that they've been restricted in having due to their cost cap uh, regulation breach last year and to be fair i guess it kind of makes sense but the fact of the matter is i don't think they're worried about improving this year's car anymore all their focus is on next year. So I do think hopefully as the season progresses, we're going to see some other teams compete as they upgrade their cars. And I don't think Red Bull really have, apart from the upgrades that obviously brought on the weekend, I don't think they've really got much intent to or necessity to upgrade their car any further. And you know what I realized the other day? Um, we've obviously only ever been to the two GPs so far. Mm. We've seen a different winner at both races. We've seen Charles and Max. Do you think there's a chance that we see a new winner at the two races we go to? to I, finish the I have a really good feeling about... Um, well, I think we could see Sergio Perez, which would be a bit different. It's a street <laughs> circuit. But there's I, another I, winner. I genuinely think there's a really good chance we see a McLaren or Mercedes winner. And I think now, I want Mercedes to get to that are probably going to be really good around Singapore. By the time we get there and by the time that car develops but then and knowing at, their history on that track. You look at McLaren and like last race was a good, good well, track. Well, I don't, like I don't want to, I don't want to say anything yet about this weekend, but I've got some good feelings about McLaren. I'll bring them up later. Um, but another thing, obviously speaking on the Red Bull topic, uh, Daniel Ricciardo couldn't get it done this weekend with the points. <laughs> I think we were lucky. We were. I'm really going to say that I think we were lucky because Obviously qualified P13, out qualified Yuki Tsunoda straight away. Warning signs there for me. Mm. And uh, he got a pretty good jump. I thought he started well. I think he was just really unlucky that he just copped that traffic immediately. The Alpines. At that first corner. Have to be the most frustrating And that was my next point. Um, you know, that is their third double DNF of the season. And their many, second in a row. How many have they crashed? Like, how many times have I Pierre and Ocon like, crashed? Oh, the amount of money that they as a team, must have just been throwing into just not even developing their cars. They haven't been able to just in restoring them because they keep fucking binning them. God, it must be frustrating. And I think, you know, Michael B. Jordan, Ryan Reynolds, Rob McElhenney, that investment. I think... Got a bit of work to do, I think. Pierre Gasly has seriously become a, a bit of a disappointment in the last two years. And I, I, I'm only saying that through what he was doing in 2021 in an Alpha Tower. It's, it's difficult to disagree. I think... Um, I just don't think... It's not even the car pace. He's just... I just think as a driver... In collisions. Moving to Alpine, obviously he wasn't going to get any movement upwards from the Alpha Tower seat. That looked all but done. But I think it's really shot himself... He's shot himself in the foot by moving to Alpine because unless something miraculous happens next season, which it might, I mean... We saw how McLaren were able to upgrade their car and now they're on podiums. I think there's every chance that could happen for them next year, but it looks like this year is just a write-off for them, which is really disappointing. Do you think he will regret not leaving and joining, say, a better team when his stock was higher at the end of 21 or... I think absolutely. 
But I also think that he, at the time, it was, I mean, looking back, it wasn't the right call, but it's understandable why he stuck with, stuck it out. Mm. Like you can understand his, what he, the vision he saw, how he saw that perspective of he's going to be able to compete for that Red Bull seat again. And who knows, maybe if he stuck at AlphaTauri and he was having a great season this year, which I find hard to believe, but if he was, there's every chance that we'd be having this conversation about him replacing Sergio Perez next year. But unfortunately, that's just some. That's just how the cookie crumbles, I guess. It's just, it's just Formula One, I guess. Absolutely. Um, um, speaking of Sergio Perez... Mm-hmm. Uh, Finally made it to Q3. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. About fucking time. Yeah, I mean, it was a milestone for the... Driver of the day, wasn't he? He was, and I didn't agree with it, but... No. I don't normally agree with the driver of the days because... I feel like Sergio Perez, whilst he drove really well, I thought Lando Norris was, or even Oscar Piastri. I think yeah. they were the second and third for driver of the day. And I mean, Max Verstappen should be getting driver of the day because he absolutely smoked the field. Mm. Um, but I guess Formula One fans don't really see that as much of a... No, well, it was interesting, wasn't it? Because apart from obviously Lewis out qualifying him, he was passed him by the first corner and then that was the end of the race. Generally, I don't think I saw any... Well, after the f- he, he took the lead in the first corner, did he not? And then it was just basically curtains from there. But speaking of the first corner, Oscar Piastri. Wow. What a fucking start. Wow. P4 to P2 after the first corner. Obviously, Lewis didn't get the jump he wanted. I mean, he started pretty well, but then obviously didn't get the right move through that first corner. Got overtaken by both the McLarens, and then he dropped back to P4. And then from there, it was an uphill battle. But Oscar Piastri, what a move. It was the, uh, I'm going to call it the Oscar Piastri sneak attack. The sneak attack. And I bet he was smirking after it as well. Well, Hopefully that's the Oscar Piastri special and we see a lot of it soon. Because what he did is everyone kind of sat on the racing line. And Oscar was like lurking on the right-hand side of the uh, Yeah, and I think think what's really exciting about that is just like, it's a really, really clear example of his race craft. Yeah, And what we can expect to see from him in the years to come. Like, the the kid can fucking race. And it's good to see that... Formula One Twitter is acknowledging that yeah. Oscar Piastri can drive a Formula One yeah, car. Yeah, he was finally getting some of his fucking due respect, which he well deserved. So that was exciting. Now, obviously, big topic. I think we've done well to go 10 minutes without speaking about it. The pits, the pit, pit stop drama. Um, <sighs> boxing Norris before Piastri and essentially undercutting Piastri, even though he earned his position into P2 and the lead ahead of Lando Norris. Frustrating, but in hindsight, understandable. I just think now, Piastri, maybe they didn't think he had the ability to maintain this pace yet as yeah. you know, as a rookie and the pressure he now, would have had Perez and Hamilton. I think the frustrating thing is that they didn't clearly come out. and like, I feel like it would have been fine if they just came out and said they backed Norris, they backed his pace, his history of success at the Hungara ring, and hence why they prioritised him with the pits. Because they prioritised him. You can't you can't disagree with that. They prioritised him with the pit stop. But the frustrating thing is that they just came out and said that it was because he was the one in imminent danger from Hamilton behind him. That that's why they made the initial move. Where, sure, he was in an imminent danger. But all they did was leave Oscar vulnerable to Hamilton about 5, 10, or maybe a few more laps later. Like, I understand that Norris was the one, obviously, in P3 with Hamilton at P4 that was in the imminent danger, and hence why they undercut to get that position to foresee Hamilton's basically subsequent pit. But it's just frustrating because, obviously, like, Norris after that came out and just was setting these incredible lap times. Mm, Fastest lap, I think. He was rapid. 
and he well deserved that position in hindsight. Like he he took that P two spot and just fucking ran with it. But it's also just so frustrating for Oscar. And do you know what the, I think the best thing to come out of it was? Oscar's response. I was like, everyone was expecting, all the commentators would say, oh, I think Oscar would be a bit filthy with that. Mm. The maturity and the level-headedness that he ascertained after that situation where you could arguably say he was fucked over was scarily impressive. And I think we're starting to see the mentality of a future world drivers champion i think and i think there might be a bit of an australian tax on that yeah but genuinely it was super impressive like he was so professional and at the time i was like oh my god he's going to be seething and then over the radio he's like let's just do it get him to get like i don't remember what he specifically said but i just remember put our head down yeah yeah i think that was it i think um so mature and like this is his second week in a row where he is just been so cool calm and collected behind mm. the uh behind the wheel and i think it's really weird watching him compared to a lando norris or a, a max verstappen or lewis hamilton when say he gets on the podium say he gets uh qualifies really well mm. it's sort of a yeah nice good job guys that's it mm. um and i think it just shows he's not really investing his emotions in it too no. much so he's able to focus on the actual task at hand yeah i just think oscar he hasn't been hot-headed is if he can keep this up it would just, be really interesting for you. I just two. can't believe how mature he is as a fucking rookie. Mm. Like, we're all disappointed. And I mean, obviously it made sense in hindsight giving Norris that position when he is obviously the the, the number one driver at Mercedes. Like that's undoubted. He's been there for longer. He's got more results. But like, I think we just forget that Oscar's a he's a rookie. And he's mm. just he's just performing so well for a rookie. It's so exciting. It's just um it's going to make his second year really interesting. And I just think McLaren as a whole, I don't know where it's come from, but these two are both shining mm. right now. They're the youngest Formula One partnership. Mm. And I mean, Lando's a year older than him, which is so weird to think about. That's wild, isn't it? And I think it's like, you, you remember how good Oscar is as a rookie and Lando's only 24. Yeah. It's genuinely well, I think, scary. I think Oscar would almost prosper from having that delayed start into mm. Formula One. Because I think by not walking straight into that seat last year after winning F2, it's kind of given him that year to have a better perspective on how a Formula 1 team runs as a reserve driver. And then walking in, he's just that year older. He's that year more mature. And as we've seen how he's acted, he's just been incredibly professional. And it's super exciting. Um, I reckon that's more enough rabble about Oscar. We've basically just <laughs> given him an R shining for 10 minutes. <laughs> And he, um, he won't be on the cover for like the second week straight. It's all right. I promise. Um, Third, maybe even. McLaren will be, I think, really good at Spa. And this is their track. Williams everything and McLaren. That, everything we've well seen here. in this car is just pointing towards them having a successful weekend. And sh- should I just do my hot take now? Give it, do your hot take. Now, obviously, this isn't robbed. Like, I've, I've seen someone else say this. I think it was Tomo P1, mm-hmm. or whatever they call themselves these days. And I just couldn't help but agree. But I think Lando Norris is winning the race this weekend. He's been rubbed at uh, Russia, and I think he's I just, just so due. I just think Max Verstappen and Red Bull are due a bad weekend. Like, obviously, their car is so dominant, but surely at some point you have to have a, a bad weekend. Like, this is ridiculous. We say this, um, and remember, And I expect him to win by 25 seconds. I remember what Max did last year at Spa, qualified badly, um, <laughs> and then <laughs> was playing, like, just... He's like a strip line. Like, yeah, it was ridiculous. He was just going through the whole pack like it was nothing. Um, Sonic Speed 
and just went from P14 to P1 or something. Genuinely. Um, I do think Red Bull win this weekend. I think McLaren, though, will guarantee to have a podium unless the race is just God, I just hope chaotic. Oscar. I just mm. think he's so deserving. After these last two race weekends he's put in, I think he's so deserving of a, of a win. Uh, not a win, even just a podium. I mean, fuck, imagine a win. Even top six for me. Yeah. Would just Three prove. top sixes in a row for a rookie in not a top... Well, I guess you could say it's probably top two. It's probably second this point. Now. <laughs> At this point, I've yeah. seen. But even that would just be so impressive. So, um, yeah, I guess main takeaways from last weekend. McLaren's super impressive. Mm. Oscar, incredibly... Prof- uh, impressive and professional even when it seemed like he faced some adversity that you could argue was biased against him um our pains just so disappointing i mean obviously they weren't majorly at fault but oh do you know one thing i think we've just kind of glossed over what the alfa romeos what a qualifying session they've pulled out p5 and p7 in a car that's looked nowhere this year so impressive obviously not a great uh race race and they got guan yu Zhou basically just got smoked off the start he just stalled the car um, i think I think that was the go, wasn't it? But even like, really exciting because, like, like I was saying before, just seeing these bench, like these back markers, put in a good qualifying session like that, just really, really good signs for what's to come with Formula One. So I was really excited about do that. Do you? Speaking of qualifying, mm. do you like the new format? Do you like the idea of having hards in one session, medium in the second, and yeah. then softs in the third? So at first I was confused by it, but then I kind of just like it just hit me straight away. Where I realised why we're doing it. So obviously. Mm. The point is that it means that the teams finishing in the bottom, or the drivers in the bottom 10 will have one more set of uh, fresh softs than the drivers that make it through to Q3 will. So I guess it's, it's interesting in that way because it almost levels the playing field in a sense. But I feel like it was just much of a muchness. Like it's a little bit unimportant. I didn't really think, I don't really think it gives off that much. I don't think uh, it's. I just don't think it was necessary. I don't think it's um, more entertaining. However, I no. thought with the mediums it can be quite interesting. The mm. main thing for me is, you know, we talk about the environmental impact of Formula One. They are saving three thousand seven hundred tires from being transferred each season if they move to that format. Really? Each team? How? Uh, it's. I think at three thousand seven hundred total, they that normally take. Uh, well, they take. They could take quite a lot, and it's just stuff that is not necessarily needed. Um, well, in, in that sense, I think it's, it's brilliant, but I didn't, I didn't hear that hear that figure. But that's yeah, that's really interesting. Um, and I think, if, like, you know, we I talk guess it about could make it. it interesting. And like we said, like strategically, by letting those ten drivers who are qualified in the bottom ten having one more set of fresh softs, mm. that's pretty cool. And even the bottom five having another set of fresh meds, even though that's kind of less important. Cool. But I still think, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I don't mind it based on that number. I thought it was much of a muchness, but if it helps out on a um, logistical and a, an environmental sense, I'm all for it. Play on. And I think we're going to see some really interesting qualifying results like we saw this weekend. Yeah, and, and I think this... Obviously, we have the double the double qualifying with the sprint shootout and whatnot this weekend for the sprint weekend, but I guess that just gives us more, even more opportunity for some pretty sick qualifying sessions this weekend. I mean, poor George Russell, um, Lewis getting pole, him... Oh my God, mate, my hot take was almost on. Oh, you remember my hot take? Yeah, my that that's who I was I, when you were talking about who you thought should have been driver of the day before. He was going to be my pick. Um, I mean, making it from P P eighteen to what P seven P eight in the end. Mm. I thought that was a pretty good drive. Anyway, my point was my hot take last week was almost on. My hot take last week was that I expected one of the Mercedes to have a poor performance and finish the race 
outside of the top 10 and I was almost on. I thought I was on for all money. I was spewing, man. Here's my thing about Mercedes for the rest of the season. I think they're going to absolutely obliterate Ferrari. Mm. And I think Lewis Hamilton is going to have a really good back end and he always has a good end always, of the season. Always turns it on, doesn't and he? And I, th- I feel like George Russell this weekend could be that back X on the factor money? that back on the money after yeah, a poor weekend he i think he's just you know we talk about his 2021 lap and the williams mm. he knows his track well i think mercedes will have a spot on the podium bit of a fire in the belly i think i think he does i mean he well, after last week i think george should will do we well. uh, should we go on with that with our podium predictions i absolutely think so would you like to go first i will go first and in p3 i'm gonna go with lando norris okay in P2 and P1. Oh, here he goes. He's opened the Red Bull. We're going to have Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez. Who's P1, P1, Max Verstappen. I thought so. Uh, well, obviously, I'm going to double down on my hot take. I've got Lando Norris winning the race. Mm-hmm. I think Max Verstappen's going to DNF. Because if he well, finishes the race, it's going to be in P1. Realistically. So it's either win or, win or crash. Genuinely, at this point. And then I'm going to have Oscar Piastri P3, Checo Perez P2. So we're going to have a Red Bull sandwich on the podium. That's my prediction. I just think Perez has to come P2 here. Like, with the car they have, the DRS mm. and everything, he has to come P2. But then again, the DRS not, might actually not be working for this race. Well, with it the might wet be weather. disabled. Well, speaking about the wet weather, I put a poll on our Instagram story. I, um, I asked, for a, asked for two opinions. Uh... One of them was interesting. One of them was a bit of a gimme. I asked for some spa predictions. Didn't get much. Uh, Ricardo points, which I think is a good chance. Rain, which is a bit of a givey. Mm-hmm. And then my next question was, would there be a red flag this weekend? Yes or no? Now. I actually don't think there will be. We had 95% of voters polling yes. And I voted yes. Well, wow. I don't think there will be. There could be some like... Weirdly oh, clean weekend. That's <laughs> Under far. wet weather. I think that'd be <laughs> very unlikely. As good as very, the Hans Meyer Grand Prix, maybe. Yeah, the German GP of <laughs> The German GP legend. God, that'd be funny. Um, I just think, you know, the red flag is, is, is probably definitely going to happen. Let's be real. Mm. Um, but Spa is just such a unique track. And... You just forget how long the laps are here. Yeah, it's a long with wet tyres on. It's like two minutes and fifteen seconds. Bit of a bit of a snooze fest, Aquila. You'll be yeah. like, he's still on a hot lap. He's on a hot lap. He's on a hot, <laughs> lap. On a hot <laughs> lap. He's still coming. Um, well, I guess that just means there's more room for error. 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 More room for error. <laughs> oh. Well, should we uh, should we get on to everyone's new favourite segment? True or false? I have to hear it. I All have right. to hear I've it. I've got a good one this weekend. You've got a good one. And last week's wasn't a good one, apparently. Oh, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was elite. Did pretty well on the Instagram reels. It did. All right. There is a driver who has crashed his car into the water at Monaco. True or false? Now, do you <laughs> think I've come up with that? <laughs> or do you think that is, is true? F- false. I think it's false. I think it's false. Lock it in. I'm going to lock in false. You're wrong. No. You are never going to believe way. this. I, I I couldn't believe it. Alberto Ascari. No way. Competing in his final F1 race 
was racing his Lancia out of the tunnel during the 1955 Monaco Grand Prix when he lost control and crashed through the barrier. His car ended up in the sea and he had to swim to safety. (laughs) That is is all time. Could you imagine if that happened now? Oh my God. Could you imagine Twitter? Remember all the Nikita Mazza swims? (laughs) Everyone thought we were going to see Mazza swim. Could you imagine? But yes. That was so cruel. Alberto Ascari, like a great driver. Like that's ridiculous. God, how stupid. Could you imagine? Oh, I, I would. If I, only there was Twitter back then. I know. Like, could you imagine the, the, the reports and the memes? Yeah, that'd be front page and back page of every, <laughs> all the news outlets, oh. I reckon. Swimming in Monaco, a bit like, it'd be like Kimi Raikkonen uh, leaving. Imagine the if that Prix. car was still there. Go diving and check out an F1 car undersea, <laughs> underwater. Jesus. Just know that one of the greatest drivers of all time did it as well. And I, th- yeah, I think exactly. that's what makes it so much more funnier. Yeah, the fact like, it was Ascari. Yeah, like, it could have been like a guy called, like, Bob Ruse or something <laughs> driving before. Some English bloke we'd never heard of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, the, or maybe that's going to be a hard tire to it as yeah, well. Yeah, a bit of hard tire. Maybe if he had two Grand Prix, we would have seen that. <laughs> Someone should have given him a race at Monaco. Dearing me. Well, have you got a would you rather for me since I've given <laughs> you a hot take and a, a true or false back to back? Um. Or would you rather? Mm. Mm. I can see how prepared you are. You're definitely not making this up on the spot, are you? Uh, I actually don't have a would you rather. You don't? Um, and I can't really think of one right now. That's so helpful. <laughs> uh, would you rather? Would you rather? Would you rather? <laughs> Love right. the A1 preparation here. We'll, uh, we'll probably edit this one out. Do you want me to try to think of something? No, we're leaving this in, mate. This is one run. All right, let's, hear, let's see. I want to hear the thought And process. then I'll bring, I'll bring two next week. Oh, so you want one from me? Yep. Okay. I don't think I've had a would you rather from you in a while. Okay. Uh, would you rather go to an Dubai GP mm-hmm. with two front runners going for the GP? Going for the title. So, yeah, going for the, like, the winner of the GP wins the title. Yeah. And there's two drivers vying for it. Mm-hmm. Or you get the opportunity to go to the Spa Grand Prix and the Monaco Grand Prix in the same year. Wow. Um, so you get one or the other. You get the opportunity to go to a Abu Dhabi GP with the championship on the line, or you get to go to two GPs at two historic tracks in the same year. Oh, both just might not ever exist exist again as well. To be fair. That's what you've got to take into consideration. Well, do you reckon... I've got a really good feeling that... Or not a good feeling. It's kind of a bad feeling, but I won't be surprised if Vegas becomes the last race in the calendar one day. I think it will. Very soon. I, I just think it will. Yeah, just with the American market, like yeah. it's... It, it'll have to be because the amount of All money the in the land. marketing... It just makes the, a lot of sense. Look, I think... Anyway, quit stalling. What would you rather do? I think I'd take Spire and Monaco. I think I'd have to agree. I'd, I just think... Look, then again, but could you imagine if it was like... Ended up like a 2021? But I don't like, think it will. How, Im- That's the thing. how immense would it be to be able to say to people, I was at the 2021 uh, Abu Dhabi GP where it happened? I think we can refer to the incident as it these days. Could you imagine that? I just, I just think like it just. I can't imagine it ever no. happening. And I like feel that like again. with this new era, there'd probably just be a runaway winner. It'd be a snorefest, I reckon. Yeah, um, you'd have probably Max Verstappen needing the title, and I mean, it depends how close it would be. If it was like dead level on points, yeah. that'd be really good. And I feel like that's just bucket list stuff. Like being at a Monaco GP is just that's bucket list. Going to a Monaco GP, going to even the GP at 
like, could you imagine going to a spa GP? Be incredible, like hiding in the trees. I know a couple of people that are going um, this this weekend. Um, really? Some people on TikTok. And I just think, Fuck, wow, you might not get to see a race. No. And that's like what I kept thinking about with Singapore. Well, wasn't so long ago we had a half race at Spa, wasn't it? 2021. Yeah. When Nikita Mazepin had the fastest lap of the race. <laughs> <laughs> I actually miss Mazepin, to be fair. I miss the... There's uh, just always something to talk about with Mazepin. I miss, I miss the... Uh, One of the, the greatest humor. F1 debuts of all time. <laughs> and I mean, who knows? He could have pulled an Alberto Ascari if he had a couple more races at Monaco. If he had a, if he had a Fuck, second. I cannot get over that. Did he have two seasons or just one? Just the one. Yeah. I remember uh, he was meant to have the second mm, and then there was the incidents. The other And incident. then there was the um, Russian invasion, which led to uh, the Belarusian and Russian drivers being uh, banned from racing in Formula One. So now they race under no flags. Was Kvyat Russian as well? Kvyat is Russian, yeah. Uh, Mr. T- Mr. Lose Your Wife, Lose Your Seat. <laughs> if, you, if you don't know so Max Verstappen oh, I think it's pretty well established yeah in, in Max Verstappen in 2016 was driving for Toro Rosso <laughs> uh, we go to the Malaysian Grand Prix and Kvyat tries to murder Sebastian Vettel <laughs> so what do Red Bull do about it they replace him going into Spain he wins the Grand Prix on his debut as a 16 year old obviously it's, replacing him with Max Verstappen it's it's absurd it was, it was definitely just scripted um and then the best bit was... Uh, he stole his wife. Yeah. Who has a, he has a kid with. Kelly Piquet. Piquet, so, as in daughter of Nelson Piquet. Verstappen is fathering... Yeah, like he's always Kibiets. with the kid. Like he, the kid's on the live streams and stuff, the daughter. It's, it's serious, like... I think Max Verstappen is his daddy. Like imagine, he owns the, him. imagine the comments that he'd be saying to that daughter. Oh my oh, god! Your daddy doesn't have a Formula One seat anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, how many championships does his dad have? <laughs> oh, she'll bring god. up some world endurance championship. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Mickey Mouse ring. Uh, um, well, exciting weekend. I'm excited. Um, hopefully, we'll see some McLaren dominance with my shitty hot take prediction. So that'd be great. But I mean, I'm feeling I'm feeling like I'm on after my uh, Russell call, the Mercedes call last week, but. Sprint race weekend, always fun. Late nights, though, which is a bit of a stitch up, but take them as you get them, I guess. Absolutely. And I think. Um, Obviously, the last race before the big winter break, which we've got some stuff oh, planned for, thankfully, but. The big winter break. It's probably. And then there's only, what, two races after that, and we're, we're there. It's probably good timing this winter break, actually. Yeah, there's only. After this weekend, there's only two more so races, four weeks? and then we're there, mate. Jesus, that's so Four exciting. week break yeah. sets the time. And then we have Netherlands, then we have uh, Italy. Which which Italy GP is that though? Uh, Monza. Yeah, it is. And then uh, and then we're there, Singapore and Japan. Look, you might hear from us during the break. You might not. No, I'm confident. I've got some ideas. Wow, he's uh, he's on it. I remember last year. I think it was last year. We went missing. Yeah, we were like, yeah, let's cops the university. We'll do um, we'll do heaps of content in the uh, yeah. in the break. Well, I've got some ideas. I think we should do a maybe do an episode about a, a way too early uh. Uh, grid prediction for next season where we think everyone will be sitting. Wait, silly think, season, mate. Yeah. Of course we'll be here. We've got lots of silly season mate, to talk we about. we were recording when it was all mate, happening. There could be five or six signings in that, that week break, so uh, that four-week break, so who knows? Do you know what? I reckon there will be no driver transfers this silly season. <laughs> I, 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 I just think. Unless yeah, it's right, like... Driver, re- mate. We've just had one two weeks ago. Oh, but that's not the silly season. we're not going to have anything more for the rest but of the I year. But I can't imagine what it would actually be. Oh wait, I've got some stuff. I've got some stuff yeah. brought up. So just you wait. Well, I reckon that about does it. Thank you for everyone for listening. Um, obviously, exciting race weekend, Spa, 
fingers crossed that we don't have any incidents and full safety um incidents as well yeah. incidents nothing like that and uh hopefully there's a no no injuries to any of our drivers um look i think from you Good luck, Max Verstappen. I hope you hold the steering wheel correctly. Congratulations and on you the can, eighth consecutive win in And advance. Red Bull's 13th victory in a row. We've definitely just cursed them somehow. That'd be great. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to be do you there. Reckon, wait, wait. Do you reckon... Be there the, in the moment. Yeah, exactly. Do you reckon their streak breaks if they lose the sprint? Surely not. Surely that doesn't count. I would be interesting. I personally... Tell you what, if Lando Norris wins the sprint, I am... Do you take that as your first career win? No, because I don't think they counted the sprint in the... Um, yeah, oh, we didn't get the MLS sprint. I don't think they counted the sprint at Austria. Mm. They won it anyway, but... Mm, interesting. Anyway, hope everyone enjoys the race. Thanks for listening.